Hello and welcome to another edition of Dual Candle Radio with Lenora Sarver. Hope you're having a great day and most of all, staying warm. (laughs) Be right back. Hello and welcome back. Today, I'm going to be speaking on a touchy, sensitive topic, and that is our attitudes and how we speak. Now, this is actually coming from somebody who battled with their attitude for the greater part of my life. You know, I didn't exactly grow up around the best-natured people. Um, They weren't the best influences. I grew up around, you know, some pretty rough people. You know, we had gangbangers. We had bikers. We had, it was a lot of fighting. It was a lot of strife. It was a lot of partying. It was a lot of drinking, drugging. And then all the content that we constantly put into our minds at the time. You know, the heavy metal music, the um, movies, the television. Everything that corresponded with the lifestyle is what I was growing up in. And like many of you, you didn't get the best start. You didn't get the top-notch schooling. You didn't get the top-notch parents that were you know, forking out all this money to make sure you were successful. You know, you came from broken homes. And then here you are, beating your head against the wall, trying to figure out what am I doing wrong? And what should I be doing right? Well, one of the things that I have discovered in this life is the power of having a good attitude. See, you can always tell when your attitude just stinks, where you need to do something with yourself. Things are not working out. What would work for someone else is not working for you. And it really goes back to how we were raised, what kind of influences we had in our lives, and how strong of an individual we are, how much our structure inside is strong enough to say, hey, I'm no longer going to be carrying this down. I don't care if I'm the first person in my family to take a stand and say, I'm going to do things differently. I'm going to figure out how to have a good attitude, how to get through this life, and not make the constant same mistakes that my family made before me. But how do I break out of it? How do I get through this? And that's where a lot of people get tripped up, is they don't understand how to transition from one person to the better person. Hopefully after today's message, you'll be able to have some insight on how to recognize your attitude is not that great and then work to get it to where you are becoming successful because you're having right actions, right thoughts, right words. And I know some of you who are listening now, oh, we have to have that now? Well, once you go from 
the bad attitude scenario into the better attitude, the good attitude, you will start seeing changes in your lives. You will start seeing things working. You'll start seeing people come forth wanting to help you that normally would not have before. Because there's a certain point of attraction that comes along with this. With a bad attitude, you're going to repel people. Nobody is going to want to be around you. But with a good attitude, you're going to attract people, opportunities, places, events, situations that normally would not have been attracted to you because you was too busy repelling them, whether if you knew it or not. You know, just someone telling me in my youth, years ago, you've got a bad attitude. Just hearing them say that would make me burn on the inside and I, I would immediately just want to harm them. But you see, whenever we come to God, a lot of this changes. We can't use our old ways anymore. We can't get the things that God has with the mind, the intellect, the know-how, and the speech that we had before he took us out of it. Now, he tells us, come out from them, be separate, because that is what he's created us to be, is something brand new. And like I've said, many other shows, many other instances, we really have to wake up to this newness and what God is doing inside of us. Now, here's something else. You know, a lot of people say, well, I never had this positive you know, influence in my life. I never had anybody in my life trying to make sure I was successful. They were just trying to keep me with them or, you know, keep me in their shelf, in their box, so they wouldn't be alone or so they wouldn't have to face certain things. It was always for their benefit, never for mine, it seemed like. So I never had anyone in my life who wanted to see me do good. And that is the case for many people today is they have the traps, they have the chaos, they have the ways of, you know, living in survival that so many people call life, which is really broken down. It's negative. And it's going to take a strong person to come up and say, hey, this is not what life is all about, people. God is showing me, God is teaching me how to live this new life, how to be this new person. And if you're interested, keep listening. But if I've already had, you know, the chance to say attitude too much and it made you burn too much on the inside, well, I would understand. Because I know I was there at one time. And you can gravitate past that. You can move into those greener pastures on the inside. But first, you have to understand where the changes need to be made. And here's something that a lot of people don't realize. You're not going to change unless you see the need to. You have many forms of voices in your life telling you, hey, you have a bad attitude. You need to change your attitude. But they don't tell you how. They don't tell you what direction to move in. 
And they don't tell you where the attitude is. They just say you. So there, you're left with the guesswork. You're left with the having to put on the investigator hat and figure out, okay, where am I going wrong? What is this person talking about? But not many people want to do that anymore. Because now these bad attitudes, these ways of living... I know back when I were living like that and people would come to me, you know, it was a sense of respect. They're like, oh, you have a horrible attitude. Oh, man, that's to be respected and revered. You know, you're, you'll be running these streets with an attitude like that. But then whenever you come on God's side of the fence, we're no longer concerned with the pride and the fear mongering and the having to prove how bad you are <laughs> because whenever you're walking in God's authority it is not puffed up you can actually intimidate folks just by being nice believe it or not but the goal is not to intimidate the goal is to figure out how to have a good attitude and walk in that a lot of people are like, well, how do you know if you have a bad attitude? Well, you're argumentative. People can't even have a conversation with you because you're always on the offense, the defense, and it has to be your terms, your way, or no way. And that's the main, one of the top things is, you know, not getting along or just giving yourself a break to listen to what the people have to say before you just shut them down, cut them off, and, in your mind, put them in their place. Another instance, how do you react when someone wrongs you? Do you immediately retaliate? Are you, are they on your crap list? For vendettas and I'm going to get you back. What about when somebody cuts you off in traffic? Are you hanging out the window, cussing them out, laying on the horn? Or are you feeling a bit sorry for them on the inside because you see that they're stuck in a bad attitude? And you know God taught you and brought you out of that. And now you can show mercy versus returning evil for evil. Because the word says, never repay good with evil, evil with good. Always take the high road, because that is what will produce more fruit. But if you found yourself getting angry at these things, and say, for example, somebody did cut you off in traffic, and you thought they were going to hit your car, and you know, you're following all the rules of the road. <laughs> and then here they are. Making trouble. Not even caring. And a good majority of us would be yelling out the window. But is that the call? Is that going to fix it? No. It's not. It's just going to make you miserable. It's going to ruin your day. 
And for some people, once they flip over into that mode, it's difficult to get them back into a good mood with a better attitude. It is very difficult at some, in some instances because people at times are like walking time bombs. You know, they're waiting for something to flip the switch so they can go off and just be unbelievably angry and have a horrible attitude and show the world how bad they can be. But you don't have to be one of them. And plus, it takes more energy out of you. More life force, however, that the people view this. It takes more out of you to be angry and hateful and have a bad attitude than it does just realize, hey, this is who I am now. I no longer have to get mad at these things because I have a different understanding of the people. You know, I look at this person who cut me off in traffic and instead of yelling at them, laying on the horn, I need to have mercy for them because they're having a bad day and they don't know how to control themselves or discipline themselves and everything else for the rest of that day is going to go sour for them because of where they're at mentally. And that's where a lot of people don't quite get that the world around you may not change, okay? But we have to kind of change so that we can get through this life without being miserable and tortured. The world around you is either going to assist you in your bad day, create that bad day. In other words, they don't care if you're having a bad day or not. They will honor a, a bad decision quicker than they will a good decision and help you to have a worse day. Have you ever noticed that once you, you know, once your, your trigger is flipped for the day, when it comes to your attitude and everything else just goes downhill it doesn't matter what you do it starts in your mind if you can see where things are headed and stop it in your mind and get yourself back in order then you can save your own day but you have to come to the awareness hey I've got to work on this attitude it is not getting me anywhere. But not only with attitudes, there's words that are a direct reflection of where we are in our hearts. And if we're out here talking just, and I'm going to keep it straight here, if we're out here talking trash, words of, that do not lead to life, they lead to more negativity. And there's some that, you know, they call that comedy. Well, it's just a bad day, but we can laugh it off. I mean, that is one way to do it. But at the same time, look within deeper. Because there's a reason why these days keep happening. There's a reason why these circumstances keep coming your way. And it is life. It is the Lord trying to tell you, hey, you don't have to be stuck in this rut. You can live better, but it starts inside. 
end, a lot of people feel like, well, the Holy Spirit will come through and just reform me and make me into the, you know, the person with the best attitude possible. That's true. But there's still some things we need to monitor. We need to work with the Holy Spirit in our own rescue. That's right. I'm calling forth you to participate in your own rescue. I'm going to take a quick break. Be right back. Welcome back. All right. Does anything that I was talking about in the beginning of the show, do you fit any of this? Because you're looking at someone who struggled with their own attitude most of their life. I mean, not only did I not have the best influences, but all my influences were targeted towards hatred. And whenever you come to God, whenever he pulls you out, whenever he, you know, causes you to come out and be separate, there's a lot of things you have to come to the awareness of. Like, you know, old keys don't open new doors, so old attitudes don't work in a new life. And if you find yourself wondering, how do I get past this? What do I do? How do I recognize it? It starts with you. It really does. You cannot wait for someone else to come and point out, hey, this is where you're going wrong. You know, sometimes we have to buckle down and discipline ourselves and realize, hey, this isn't working. What works for someone else is not working for me. You know, if you're standing there right now looking around thinking, oh, everybody else gets the big breaks, everybody else gets the favor, everybody else gets the good things that happens to them, and I don't. Life will divvy out to you. Unto you. What you're divvying out. So if you're expecting torture, if you're expecting defeat, if you're expecting failure, that's what you're going to get. And if you have a bad attitude about it, on top of it, oh, nothing ever works out for me. It's just going to be another crappy day. You know, here we are again, another day. We're already defeated. And a lot of a bad attitude comes from being defeated already before you even get started. You know, there'll be great mentors that'll tell you, where is your mind at before you start the project? Do you see yourself winning? Do you see yourself successful? Do you see yourself finishing better than you ever thought you could? Or do you see yourself defeated? Do you see yourself, oh, I'm probably not going to do it because I, you know, I never get things right. I'm not good enough or I always screw it up or it's just my luck or, you know, all this defeated thinking. And Anything that's in your mind, in your heart, is going to be reflected through your speech. So a lot of people are trying to figure out, okay, I'm told to test the fruits with people. Listen to how they talk. Listen and watch how they conduct themselves. You can test the fruit, but you need to know how to recognize the fruit. So if you have a bitter heart or a defeated spirit or a mindset you're not going to be able to understand or detect a proper mindset, a good mindset, someone who has an attitude and air and 
thinking process of success. It's going to be very difficult to try to find this. Because if you don't have the ability to do what it is God is trying to teach the people today, it's going to be difficult to spot it in anyone else. And also, keep in mind, yes, the world around us is growing ever more hardened and cold and bitter and evil and heartless. But when God pulled you out, he pulled you from a lifestyle that was no longer working. He pulled you from a mindset that was no longer successful into him, his ways. And he's not the God that's just going to say, okay, okay, now you know Jesus. Go read the four Gospels and uh, good luck with everything. No, he is not that kind of God. He is always forming us. He would rather us have good character than comfort at times. But he has to prepare us for eternity. So a lot of people don't understand why he would be focused on our character versus, you know, just trying to get through this life. Well, we have to get in the habit of serving God like we will in eternity now. And for us to be that extended hand of God, that answered prayer of God, we have to figure out how to die to self, get into his thinking, and model and represent him as much as possible to get this work done in the earth. One of the things I want to point out today that God was talking to me about the other day, and that's Proverbs, the entire chapter 8. Here's the bottom line with a lot of things. Whatever you don't have answers for, whatever you can't figure out how to do, what is the one thing that we do? What is the one thing that I encourage you to do? Seek wisdom. One of the things that God has readily available to us, and that is wisdom. If we aren't willing to seek it, then that means we're telling our circumstances, our atmosphere, that we are okay with our current circumstance and state of torture. Okay, it takes you making decision on the inside that you need the wisdom to pull yourself out of that current rut, that bad attitude, that thinking that you're defeated at all times. But God tells us, especially in Proverbs 8, about how to talk, about the talk that he does not like. So he's not going to say this and have us go back into the same thing he delivered us from, speaking the same ways, thinking the same ways. That defeats the purpose. When he saves you and brings you out and transforms you, then we need to be walking this path. Because the old wineskin is no longer working for us anymore. So let's look in Proverbs 
8. And it says, Doth not wisdom cry, and understanding put forth her voice? She standeth in the top of the high places, by the way in the places of the paths. She crieth at the gates, at the entry of the city, at the coming in, at the doors. Unto you, O men, I call, and my voice is to the sons of man. O ye simple, understand wisdom, and ye fools, be ye of an understanding heart. Hear, for I will speak of excellent things, and the opening of my lips shall be right things. Here we go. So whenever we seek wisdom, and we get that buried within us, writing it on the tablets of our heart, then we are reforming the inside of us. We are transforming our minds to where we can put forth right things and get right results. But it takes you identifying, hey, I see where I'm struggling with this. Hey, I see where I need help. My, you know, I have this attitude and it's not wanting to let me get any further than where I am. You know, literally, it's like a flat tire. You're going to stay stuck right there until you change that tire. Or you can ride it on the rims like some of these other people around here and end up having to rebuild the whole underside right there where you were riding on your vehicle. Verse 7. For my mouth shall speak truth, and wickedness is an abomination to my lips. There comes a point where you value the breath that pushes words through your lips so much that you don't want to speak anything negative. You you don't even want to put anything ill out into the atmosphere or the air around you because you have finally come to the understanding. I am either sowing life or death with every word I speak. Every word I speak is reflecting what is on my heart, what kind of attitude I have, and what frame, what shape my mind is in. So if you ever wonder, listen to yourself talk. That'll tell you where you're at, especially if you rightfully stand aside and observe yourself. Because if you wait for everybody else to tell you, it won't be detailed enough. It won't be direct enough at times to really get you to realize, hey, I need to change in this area, but I need help. Because we're taught everything else, how to be bad, but very few of us, there's like a good handful, are taught the opposite how to be good, how to get places in life, how to talk to people. Verse 8. All the words of my mouth are in righteousness. There is nothing froward or perverse in them. See, this is a very descriptive powerful verse 
Because it's telling us right now, this is what we don't need to have on our lips anymore. As a new creature, we cannot chalk it up on the block with our brother or sister like everyone else and talk the same talk. We have to come out and be different. And plus, you know, say you're in a church setting or an environment and you start talking perverse or, you know, I would like to say smack. They're going to look at you very funny because it doesn't add up. It doesn't connect. It's not matching what you're trying to present. And that right there is going to have somebody test and question your character and wonder how valid you are. You'd be amazed how many people I thought were higher ups. They, you know, I, I very much respected them until I heard them talk. And then once I heard them talk, all the beauty just drained out of them. My respect dwindled down because I seen how they were conducting themselves and that is not how God taught me. And I immediately lost respect. A lot of people fail to realize that is how you test a lot of the fruit, is how people talk, how people conduct themselves, what kind of character. Because, you know, whenever you come to God, he, your character is immediately being transformed. And sometimes you don't always see it happening. You just feel that, I'm going to make a different decision this time. or I'm going to choose another way or I'm going to speak something else. Something more positive versus negative. You know, there's something inside of you saying, choose the good way. Let's go to verse 9. Now notice in verse 8 it says, All the words of my mouth are in righteousness. Okay, so the Lord is telling us right here. This is what comes out of your mouth whenever you have the right character. This is what to look for. This is the goal to work towards. They are all plain to him that understandeth, and right to them that find knowledge. Receive my instruction, and not silver, and knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is better than rubies, and all the things that may be desired are not to be compared to it. I, wisdom, dwell with prudence and find out knowledge of witty inventions. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogancy, and the evil way, and the froward mouth do I hate. Now, why would God hate the froward mouth so much? It goes back to how we're sowing. Every single word that comes out of our mouth, we are either sowing life or sowing death. But it's very powerful. And because we don't always see 
immediate results. And people are like, well, you know, nothing's going to happen. I didn't see anything happen directly afterwards. It's very similar to how you speak to a child. If you're speaking good things to them, you know, wonderful things to them, it gets them to grow up and appreciate and be loving and have a good character versus telling them they're nothing. They're never going to amount to anything. They're horrible. And, you know, how you speak to a child impacts their demeanor, their character, and how they will be an adult. And so many people right now, they don't understand the power of what they're speaking into their children. And the children are growing up and they're thinking, oh, well, my mom did that or my dad did that or, you know, my caretaker. But they don't understand the power of the poison that speaking death into people does. It kills their spirit. It breaks them. Breaks their minds before they even get started in this life. And then here we have broken people and they don't know where to start because they were so young when it was happening on how to fix it. And then it takes a move of God coming in, transforming them, renewing them, and bringing them out of that bondage that many of us have experienced. Verse 14 says, Counsel is mine and sound wisdom. I am understanding. I have strength. By me, kings reign and princes decree justice. By me, princes rule and nobles, even all the judges of the earth. I love them that love me. And those that seek me early shall find me. Riches and honor are with me, yea, durable riches and righteousness. My fruit is better than gold, yea, than fine gold, and my revenue than choice silver. So this is telling you right now, you will produce better fruit with the right thinking, the right speaking, and the right attitude, because God formed you. In this manner don't resist the transformational period because whenever he has you on the potter's wheel he is forming you into a person extremely better than we ever could because we look at how we started broken homes bad influences you know scenarios circumstances how can anything good come out of that no it's gonna take God reaching down transforming, working and building our character, instilling in us the integrity of God to see us through. These are all things that God does to bring us to the ability to desire wisdom. And once we have desired wisdom, once we have sought after wisdom, and God has answered that because it is a promise of God to grant his people wisdom it is a promise so this is due to every one of you who's listening just reach out 
and it continues on, I lead in the way of righteousness, in the midst of the paths of judgment, that I may cause those that love me to inherit substance, and I will fill their treasures. The Lord possessed me in the beginning of his way, before his works of old. I was set up from everlasting, from the beginning, or ever the earth was. Where there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no fountains abounding with water, before the mountains were settled, before the hills was I brought forth. While as yet as he had not made the earth, nor the fields, nor the highest part of the dust of the world. When he prepared the heavens, I was there. When he set a compass upon the face of the depth. When he established the clouds above. When he strengthened the mountains of the deep. Notice, we're still talking about wisdom here. When he gave to the sea his decree that the water should not pass his commandment. When he appointed the fountains of the earth, then I was by him as one brought up with him, and I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him, rejoicing in, in the habitable part of his earth. And my delights were with the sons of men, See right here it's saying, my delights were with the sons of men. Wisdom delights in us. Why can we not delight in wisdom? Why can we not search out wisdom to become that person that God created us to be? To put forth and cast out a net to retrieve the success the best fruits that God ordained us to have once he called us out of darkness and changed us and told us, come out from them, be separate. Now therefore hearken unto me, O ye children, for blessed are they that keep my ways. Hear instruction and be wise and refuse it not. I'm going to stop right here for a second. As I was saying in my youth, you know, whenever I would heard, would hear somebody would say, you have a bad attitude. You know, that would just, just the word attitude would make me burn inside. Because it was like a sense of defiance. It was a sense of rebellion. I didn't want to be told I had a bad attitude because I didn't know how to change it. I didn't know how to fix it. I didn't know what other paths were available, where else to go. I didn't know. I thought my only option was evil. Huh. How many of you out there right now wondering, where is this life path? All I see is evil, my only option. Pray. Ask God for the wisdom that he is promising here. Because according to Proverbs 8, Wisdom is everywhere looking to grant you wisdom.
And if we are not willing to hear instruction in order to be wise and refuse it not, then we are choosing this torturous path. We are choosing the bad attitude. We are choosing to fail. We all have a choice. And a lot of it is you have to get your mind in the right place before you even move forward and trying to get anything to be successful in your life. But hearing instruction leads to wisdom. And many people, you know, they believe they know more than everybody else and they can't be told anything and they can't discipline themselves. And, you know, they're not going to listen to anything people say they have their own ideas their own agendas they know what's best until it turns around and bites them then they realize well maybe I don't know everything that I thought well seek wisdom because whenever you seek wisdom you're reaching out to God and when you're reaching out to God you're reaching out to the one that does know everything and you can't go wrong there Then it go out, goes on to say, Blessed is the man that heareth me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the post of my doors. Yes, this is the attitude. This is, you know, the demeanor that we are called to do. Watching, waiting for any little bit of drop of wisdom to come from the Lord. And I find myself doing that every morning. I get up. I want to know what's going on with you, Lord. What, what's new for today? Sup with me. Fellowship with me. Prepare me for this day. And he does not withhold. So therefore, he will not withhold from you. For whoso findeth me, findeth life. And shall obtain favor of the Lord. See, the wisdom of the Lord unlocks the new attitude, the good fruit, the new way of life, the right thinking, the right talking. This is how we get it. And I'd love to say, hey, you know, you're, you're going to listen to this show and you're going to be totally transformed at the end of the day. And wake up the next morning with a brand new attitude and conquering everything. I'd like to say it was that easy, but it was a process. And the main holdup of the process was getting me to realize it needed to be done. That it was actually a problem. And once I got me out the way of thinking, oh, there's nothing wrong with it. I've made it this long. I've lived this long. Nothing like this has happened yet, yada, 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 you know, all these things we explain away to justify the continuance in our demeanor, in our ways, in, in our thinking. And the only way we're coming out of that is to say, hey, I know it's not right. I know it's not the way to go. I need to figure out how to do that. But he that sinneth against me wrongeth his own soul. 
all they that hate me love death. Mm. And what's so interesting about God is he is the way. He is the life. He is the bread. He is the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the ending. There are some of you now, well, if I have to serve Jesus to get that good successful attitude or you know, get that thinking or so I can go and be a CEO or the leader or president or whatever I have desires to do. If I have to have Jesus, then maybe I don't want it. Maybe I want the world's way. Well, I will warn you now. You are going to be in for some very torturous circumstances. There's one thing about the world. They love their own, but they don't know what love is. So it's going to be a cutthroat, dog-eat-dog, step-on-my-toes, push-you-down-to-stand-on-your-back-to-get-to-the-top type way. And then you always have to watch your back because you're the next target. Now, this is just basic street knowledge. You make it up the ladder, you're a target. Well, how about choosing God's way, gaining His wisdom that He promises us, unbraideth not, and plenty of, however much we can handle for that moment and that day, and change our attitudes, change our thinking, and finally break into the blessings, the fruit, and the right way of life to where things actually work for us. People actually help us. And we're actually able to have the attitude to appreciate it, recognize it, and live it without sabotaging it with harboring that bad attitude. And as always, it is a blessing to come into your homes every week with my labor of love. If you enjoyed the show, let me know in the comments. And Lord willing, we'll see you next week. God bless you. Have an amazing Saturday.